On this episode, we're talking about that thing. You know that thing Lauren Hill told you about? You know, guys, you know you better watch out. You know, that that thing. Girls, you know you, that thing. You know what that thing I'm talking about? You know what thing I'm talking I'm talking about that thing, that thing, that thing. I'm talking about sex, y'all. Y'all stay tuned. So let's talk about it. Let's hop right into it, y'all. Sex, sex, sex. Sex with me so amazing. So many songs about sex. So many songs. Like, yeah, a lot of songs about sex, man. But none of the songs, like, all right, I can't say none because one just came to mind. But most songs don't talk about the dangers of sex. Um, But some of the ones that do, of course, that thing, Lauryn Hill, or Roses, uh, Outcast. They talk a little bit about STDs. Um, but who's really trying to hear that talk about the dangers of sex, like the pitfalls? So a disclaimer uh, for my Christian friends listening in. Um, I'm a Christian, still a Christian. That's not changing. I believe the Bible, um, but I'm not imposing my beliefs on listeners who aren't Christians or who don't share in the same beliefs. Okay. So don't, don't, uh, don't have a cow, uh, listening to this podcast. This is a conversation. Um, and my other disclaimer to those who are not Christians, listen, I'm not changing my beliefs. Um, I believe in loving everybody and treating them with respect and that I'm not supposed to force my beliefs on others. So don't expect me to do the same. Um, to you. I'm not going to force my beliefs on you. I'm going to respect where you are. Okay. Uh, But we're going to have a talk today about the dangers of sex. And my last disclaimer for those who may be wondering, I've had sex. I ain't a virgin. Okay. It is what it is. Don't be shocked. (gasps) How dare he? Oh, I thought he was so contrite and pure. I thought he was the chosen one. Yes, I have been defiled. I have tasted of the waters of... Well, you, yeah, you, just, you, you get what I'm saying. Um, so now that we've gotten all that out of the way, let's dive in. Today's a conversation about sex, not my preferences, not your preferences, not what turns me on, not what I'm looking for in a partner. We're talking about sex life experiences and why it's important, even in a supercharged sexual society like we live in today, especially in the States why it's important to have some discretion about yourself. Um, I started thinking about this topic um, after talking with a friend who has their own challenges and experiences with sex and the opposite sex and pitfalls and dangers. And one of the things that we always talk about is keeping it real, that we're all human. We all go through experiences and you you don't wanna take away from that when dealing with whatever, you know, consequences or challenges or setbacks you got to embrace, especially when it comes to uh, relationships with people. Um, and it got me to thinking about doing this episode and talking about just the life experiences of sex, you know, like one of the big ones is that I, that I've gained is 
you cannot think sexually with everything. I mean, it's easier said than done. And I know some of us are so mature and so beyond those sorts of things that we already know that not to think with sex. But for the people who are, for the individuals who are listening that are actually human beings who have experiences and who actually go through challenges, I think it's important that they know too um, that little tidbit of advice. It, it's, it's a small bit of advice, but it has such a huge impact. If you think sexually first, you set yourself up for the possibility of getting hurt because sex is more than just the physical experience. I mean, sex is defined at, you know, as either, you know, having arousal or causing arousal, stimulation, that sort of thing. You know, it's so many different variations of what sex means, but it carries with it. And this is something that a lot of the definitions don't include. It carries an emotional attachment. Um, I cannot tell you how many times I just knew I'd have sex and there would be no emotional connection after and how many times I was wrong. I mean, I was wrong. Um, you, 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 some people call it soul ties, but something about sexual interactions when an individual ties you to them, um, you know, and you, there's so many examples of that, whether it's, you know, the, the, you know, decades older male who's got the really young female probably just in college or it's two teenagers madly in love or Romeo and Juliet you know it's a perfect example um of how sex carries more with it than just the process and the foreplay and then you know your climax and what happens after that it's super important to be aware of who you get involved with um I have been involved with some people in the past that, I mean, I, I, when I say I regret it, I used to hear people say that. It's like, oh, you just move on. Or I, I don't really get that. No, I really regret it having any sexual interactions with that individual because after I experienced them, reality set in. And it was like, this is who this person really is. And I'm like, why did I even like, man. They're trash. You know, that's a term that I use quite a bit um, to describe people like they're trash. And and I say that, you know, and I share that I use that term because when I call a person trash, that means they have gone so far beyond knowledge and understanding of who they should be and that they're willfully choosing to be less than. You know, but I can say, you know, everybody's at different levels. I'm not talking about growth. I'm talking about somebody who just, who's decided I am not growing. I'm going to be a worse version of myself knowingly. Um, and I mean, I have been with some individuals who've shown that they've got, they're either trash or they got some trash qualities. Um, but like the power of sex is so much more than the physical. Um, you mean how many times have you had sex with a person and you thought you were in love? I remember that was an incident with, um, when I was like in, I want to say it was college. At first, I just knew I was in love with this girl and this, any other. But I think at the time, it was all about the sex. Eventually, it became a love thing. But I was lying to myself about being in love with this person. I was head over heels for them or head over heels. Which one is it? Head over heels or head over heels? I got Y'all remind me to uh, Google that. Um, but it was all about the infatuation and a lot of it was physical. Um, I remember there was an experience with a girl who we had sex and it was protected sex, right? Um, 
we had sex and <laughs> she called me. No, she didn't call me. She texted me. No, even worse. She Snapchatted me and was like, hey, got a question. And I'm super like supportive and, you know, look, I know some stuff is hard to say, so I'm all listening here. But she goes, you know, um, did you, you know, have you been tested or something? Because I went to the clinic and I got gonorrhea. I, I, excuse me. I'm like, you got what? Um, yeah. Uh, and I've only had, like, I got gonorrhea and I've only had sex with you and one other person. And so I'm like, uh, so there are two issues there. Okay. I'm like, you, you, when you say you had sex with only me and another person, you mean like you were having sex with them, like you had a sexual relationship with them while you and I had a sexual relationship? Or you mean, you know, you had sex with them and then you had sex with me like maybe a week or two later? Um, and she was like, yeah, yeah, I know, have a sexual relationship with them while I also have one with you. And I'm like, oh, okay, stop the music. Um, so two problems there. Number one, You've got gonorrhea. Now, here's the thing. We had protected sex, and I know it didn't come from me because in this situation prior to her, I had not had sex for like three years. And so, well, two two years, two plus years. Um, and I'm like, um, okay, I know it couldn't have come from me because I haven't really, I haven't done anything. Um, and then the other issue I had was, okay, you are, so now you got an STD, STI, whatever, curable, but still. And then the other thing is, I didn't know you were having sex with somebody else and you didn't even tell me. So now you and I are having a sexual relationship while you and somebody else are having a sexual relationship. And so that just added two extra unnecessary pieces of baggage. And I'm like, okay. And it's like, you know, we go into these sexual encounters not really thinking about what the ramifications are. You know, man, it's just all about the fun and the enjoyment of it. I know for me as a guy, and, I, and I'm sure other guys have this experience, I don't know about women because I know women have a whole different mental makeup than men. But like I know a lot of times I'll imagine what the sex is going to be like before I even have it. And so I'm all caught up in the idea of what it'll be like. Or as as an individual who you know um, likes to go about it the way he likes to go about it, I imagine the stuff that I would do, that I will do, and that's the picture painted in my mind. Then I get to the moment of having sex and it'd either be better or it'd be worse or it'd be the same, you know, and then life goes on, right? Uh, not this time. Like how many times, Devon, have you been involved in this situation with somebody before where you had a sexual relationship and there was a, you know, you got out scot-free, but there was a warning to say, hey, you need to pull it together. You need to say, you really need to say that for marriage. Um, and in a society like what we live in today, where not only are people unfaithful, but there are all kinds of STIs, STDs going, pregnancy scares. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've just been sitting there like, please, please let her get her period. You know, I even remember I had to help somebody figure out when their period was. I'm like, wait, but we're adults. Why don't you know? Now, in her case, I'll say she was from out of the country. She was from an island called San Andres in Colombia. And so I guess maybe, you know, over there, it's not something that they really track. I don't know. Um, but I was just like, uh, you're you're a grown woman and you don't know your calendar. It's scary. 
So I helped her figure out. And I'm like, just time and time again, all these situations I was able to walk away from. And like, here's one that really brought it home. Like, bro, you could have got something or gotten somebody pregnant. Now you got like all this stuff, right? And it's just like, when do you learn, you know? And I think that's something that all of us in society have to constantly deal with when it comes to those relationships. Now, there are people who have the ability to like with withstand sex forever. I mean, they can live to be a hundred years old and still be a virgin, you know? Um, because I was introduced to sex at such a young age. I mean, I was young. When I say young, elementary, um, I was introduced to it by somebody that was older. Um, but because I was introduced to it at such a young age, it's like it really brought me to um, a realization that there are some things that are going to be harder for me, you know? Um, it's like sugar, you know, you introduce a kid to sugar at a younger age, they're probably going to have a, a lot higher, a, you know, a greater addiction to it or desire for it. And so that, you know, that helped to shape my life. Um, but there are so many pitfalls when it comes to sex. Um, whether you're talking about pregnancy scares or sexually transmitted infections or sexually transmitted diseases, stuff you can't cure, or even if it's just carrying the emotional baggage of it all, like there has to be this conversation that goes on um, worldwide about the importance of abstinence, uh, self-control, finding other outlets uh, so that we're not really exposing ourselves to these dangers and pitfalls. I mean, it was even reported that you could get COVID-19 possibly through sex. I'm like, you're going to give me the Rona? You're going to give me Rona? Through intercourse, you know, the good thing for me was I wasn't even doing anything at the time, so I didn't have to worry about getting corona from sex. I, I just have to concern myself with getting corona from this clown that likes to talk right in my face. Like, bro, I'm going to cut you. You don't back up. Um, but I, but one of the things that I have discovered is, so, you know, I, I did share that, you know, I was introduced to sex at such a young age. So there's a high drive for it. I desire it quite often um, and quite a lot. And, and I'm not ashamed of that. Like, whatever, we're human. I'm not ashamed of that. Um, that's part of who I am. And I know for me, there are times where it can be like really intense to resist. Like, man, it's either I'm going to hit somebody up and try to have sex or we're going to I'm be in somebody's DMs, you know, flirting and eventually leading it to the sex conversation or going on porn sites, X videos, Pornhub, XNXX, you know, OnlyFans. Um, thought about actually creating an OnlyFans. I was like, bro, I can get some money off this. Um, didn't, didn't really. Yeah. So it's like there were these outlets that I was choosing, but they weren't helping. They were only adding to uh, they were only adding to what I was trying to do, uh, what I was trying to resist, you know? And so I discovered recently with, with COVID-19, um, uh, with this whole stay at home, you know, situation in the pandemic, I discovered another outlet that was actually more beneficial and I was working out. Um, I've been doing the insanity program and it has been kicking my butt. There are some days where you're stretching and it's like super, super intense, but like I think the the experience of um, I think the experience that you get from climaxing is a similar experience to when a muscle is stretched very well. Like have you ever done a re 
really great stretch, like a full body stretch where you stand up, you stretch your arms and your legs, you stretch everything. Like you really tighten your quads, you really tighten your muscles. And when you let go, like you, you hold it for like a good, maybe 10 seconds. And you know, you make that, that sound that you make that sound. Right. And it is, and then you let go like after a few seconds and it's like the most orgasmic feeling in the world right you ever had that experience where you stress like that um it does it not i mean for those who've had sex does it not feel similar to an orgasm like that what you feel in your other muscles well i was thinking about that and i was like man the feelings are so similar and i really need to get a grip on you know like that sexual temptation that i experienced and it, it was more than just about my spiritual beliefs it was also about having self-control and really channeling my energy and efforts elsewhere because when I'm in those those moments where that desire is so strong, I can really get off course. Even if I'm not doing anything, I really get off course because even if I don't go have sex, even if I don't go watch porn, even if I don't go, I don't know, whatever, I'll, I'll still be thinking about dating and going out and meeting this female, meeting that female. I'll, that'll still be on my mind. And so my energy starts shifting toward being more social instead of being productive or a balance of the two. Right. So I'm like, well, the feelings after stretching are so similar. Why don't I channel that into exercising? And as I was saying, the insanity program that I've been doing for the last month and the week and a half, um, they have stretching. They have stretching where you like you say pulse it out and like you're doing a squat and you're pulsing. You're working the small muscles. You say pulse it out, pulse it out, pulse it out. All right, now we're going to do, or you might start with some squats and then go into the pulse. And then it'll tell you, hold it. After the pulse, you say, hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it. And then it's like, all right, release. And then you stand back up and you're like, you feel that energy. It's like, wow. Wow, that was the most orgasmic feeling in the world. Oh my gosh. I'm like, well, when I have those moments um, and like it's really intense, I just, I'm going to go change and go work out. I'm going to go work out. I'm going to go do this high-intensity cardio, and then I'm going to really take my time through the stretching part. Or like one of the other things I would do is even if I'm not – even if I like wasn't really tempted or the drive or the desire wasn't really high that day, I will save it. I'll save that energy for when I'm working out, and I'm like I'll still channel it through the stretching. You know, let me find myself another outlet. I, I since, since high school, you know, I'd be – I was – watching porn i think one day we're in what was it sophomore year now mind you at our school we had web blockers so you couldn't go to x-rated sites but somehow one of my classmates was able to pull up some porn at school and i think that was one of those moments that really got me into it like oh well, let's see what else is out there and just over the years it became a thing that i was doing all the time constantly going to porn 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 which was just fueling my sexual desires and then i get into college I, now, mind you, I had been having sex before that. I had sex while I was in high school. And then for like two years, my last two years of high school, nothing. And then my first year, I think of college, nothing. But then sophomore year, college, sex. And it was just all this feeding, 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 feeding that, not realizing what it was doing to me. And it was really setting me up to become addicted to it to the point where even if I wasn't acting on it, I wasn't channeling my energy into more productive things, like getting my money up, getting my body right getting my health on point, you know, stuff like that. And so I just, I was so glad to have that discovery that 
fitness is somewhere else I could channel that. Now I've had the experience before, you know, when I was working out like 2018 last year where I'd be at the gym and I think it was, was it the treadmill? There was some workout equipment I was on where I would just be doing these exercises and it would feel so good. Like if I had better stamina, um, if I was an athlete, if I was an athlete or, or had greater stamina in the gym, I'm sure it would like to be honest with you, I'm sure we really milk those exercises. Like, wow, this really does feel good. Oh my gosh, I don't want to stop. And of course, I would stop because my leg would cramp out or whatever. Um, but it really opened my eyes up to reality. It brought me back to where I needed to be and understanding, like, listen, you don't have to suppress your sexual desires. They're going to come and it's human. You don't want to be like a, a, a pressure cooker, just holding all that pressure in because one day you're going to explode. I can't tell you how that would manifest itself, but you're going to explode. So when I say don't suppress it, what I mean is don't pretend like you don't have the experiences. Don't act like you're not human. Okay. You know, and for the Christian who's listening, like, you know, scripture does say there is no temptation that's taking you, but that which is common to man. So, you know, these are things that we're going to go through and we're not the only ones going through them. Other people are going through them. So it's part of the human experience. There's an understanding that this is part of the human experience. So the idea isn't to suppress it and, and be less human than you are. The idea is to channel that elsewhere, channel it effectively too. Well, I'm just going to sit here. I'm just going to sit here and read my Bible to deal with it. That may not work for everybody. Or for the person who isn't a Christian, well, I'm just going to go whoring. That definitely isn't going to work. That's that's worse than anything you could do. Don't please don't go whoring. Please do not be. Please don't go out there hoeing. That's all I'm saying. Um, but how do you channel that? You know, um, maybe you like the thrill of the chase. You know, if you like the thrill of the chase, think about other things that you could chase that where the, where, the, where when you get it, it's way better. Like chasing a bigger check. Chasing that bag, like for real chasing that bag. Um, I, I can tell you it's so rewarding to sit there and broker deals with people and then like, man, they're actually going to pay me this amount that I asked for? Wow, I, I really think I was going to get it. But channeling that energy into that instead of channeling into sex. So when we, you know, when you think about whatever your challenge is with sex, you got to be honest with yourself and figure out what it is you're dealing with, what your weakness is, and how do you take that on and direct it into something that's going to be effective. You know, it's for me, it's similar to like a breakup. Um, I could sit there and be woe is me. I, I, I acknowledge the feeling. I acknowledge what I'm feeling. And then I say, OK, what's beyond this? You know, and how do I use this current situation to propel me to what I, what is beyond this? You know, um, and it's the same with sex. So that's my sex talk for y'all. That's my sex talk today. Um, I don't know if I'm actually having that conversation about preferences just i gotta think about is that beneficial but um but yeah man be careful out there with sex y'all be, be careful uh especially if you're in college and you're hearing this be careful man because there's so much sex in college when i say the abundance of sex in college i didn't even know existed you know um and that's as a college student not as a college student like there's just so much sex out there in college please be careful when people come to college with STDs or baby mamas, baby daddies, trauma, all kinds of stuff. Don't just be careful. Um, and, and even if it's not the risk of catching an STD or STI, it's who you engage with. You know, um, you know, be careful who you give your heart to. 
Um, when you have sex with a person, you're giving your heart to them. I know some people can do it where they can have sex with a random stranger and it's whatever. But that person's probably been having sex with a lot of random strangers. And they're, it, they're only playing Russian roulette with their lives in some sort of way. So, like, control it and, and find something to channel that into. You know, channel it into something that allows you to actually take the energy from sex or from chasing sex and channel it into something that you can actually reap a benefit from. You know, I don't mean suppress it. I don't mean try to choke it out. What I mean is do something. If, if, if sex energy is like rocket fuel, well, you're going to take the rocket fuel off of sex and you're going to put it on another vehicle that's actually going to propel you further and faster, you know? So that's my advice to you guys, man. If you have any thoughts or questions, drop them in the comments. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe.